0: Welcome to Road Noise. Buckle up as we explore God's faithfulness, reflecting on 50 years of full-time ministry. We're taking lessons from the unique life and ministry of Sheldon and Victoria Rhodes as they share the gospel crisscrossing North America. I'm your host, Kedron Rhodes, and each episode I sit down with my dad, Sheldon, and we travel back in time, retracing the lessons God was teaching and mapping them to life today. This scenery may have changed, but God's faithfulness remains the same. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Road Noise. Wait, let's uh, put it in drive. Let's go. All right. Wait, welcome back to another episode of Road Noise. And uh, thanks for joining us along this trip Is you recall we're just inside of Alaska, and you know when Mom and Dad go to Alaska, this is always an adventure. And this is not, of course, the first time up there, but uh, this trip is the first trip with a Greyhound bus that's in the process of getting converted into a motorhome of sorts. And Mom and Dad are have a have a bus full of teenagers and a couple of babies at this point, and. Dad is just now beginning to learn what it takes to be a diesel mechanic. So that's kind of where we left off (laughs) last week and just inside of Alaska headed towards, I'm guessing we're headed towards Anchorage or thereabouts.
1: Yes, we've got to get to Anchorage. We've got uh, Vacation Bible School to do there as soon as we get there. And we allowed an extra day or so, but um, yeah, we got to get down the road. and, And now that I've had... Uh, diesel mechanic 101 uh, <laughs> we got the thing running <laughs> right. you know took that correspondence course over the phone with Harold Weiss, and uh we're up and going so yeah so let's head on into anchorage um you know that's basically another day trip uh, going uh from Toke down there especially in a bus we're we're not <laughs> breaking any speed limits but um enjoying the trip and uh, going down through there um There's a couple of um, places that I like to stop, and we stopped at one of these places that nobody knows about, and so I'm not going to tell anybody on this podcast where it's at, because I don't want anybody to know where this place is at, but it is a place where when you pull off to the side of the road and head into the wilderness, I mean, like 50 feet you go 50 feet off the road and you are in a forest of diamond willow and i mean i love diamond willow it's a beautiful tree and if you know where to find it my oh my and so i learned uh, back when i was in the air force where the spot was at and so we've got these teenagers and of course they never had seen diamond willow so we stopped there and i said hey We got this hacksaw blade with a piece of duct tape on it. We can cut down (laughs) some diamond willow. And um, so I took them back. Like I said, it's only about 50 feet off the road there, and there's all kinds of it. I mean, it just grows everywhere. And we cut down several pieces of that and brought it back and uh, put it in the bus. Um, Figured, hey, if we're going right past here, we've got to stop. Anyway, so I introduced uh, those teenagers to diamond willow. And we uh, get on into Anchorage, and we head to the church where we're to do this first vacation Bible school. And of all things, I mean, God's got such a great sense of humor. I mean, I really do appreciate God's sense of humor. We're back at that same church that was the very first church that we did where I had to ask permission because it was outside of the denomination and so forth. And so anyway, we're back at that church. So we're at that Scenic Park must have, Bible. Yeah, you must have left a good impression then if they invited you back. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I've never really known how that works. Um, you know, we had done a vacation Bible school when we were up there uh, with the puppet, as the puppet people. No, wait, we didn't do, no, we didn't that year this would be the first time doing their vacation Bible school. We've done it a couple times since then. But yeah, this would have been the first time. But I've always wondered when people ask you back, um, is it because they liked you so much and they want to have you back again? Or are they asking you back because they figure, hey, let's give this guy a second chance. I mean, yeah, first time wasn't that good, but surely by now he's better. So let's give him another <laughs> crack at it. You know? Yeah. So well, I don't know which for it was. are
0: this time. Oh, yes. they, they didn't they, they saw the, the first stage that they saw Uncle the first Dan
1: stage help paid yep yep and um anyway so that's where we're gonna start this summer trip. remember when we left uh, Toke, I had enough fuel to get to Anchorage, I knew that, but I didn't want to stop any place between the Anchorage and Toke because Well, first of all, there's not that many places to stop. And if you do, the price is going to be a whole lot higher than it would have been any place else. And so I figured, okay, I just got to get to Anchorage and get to this church and we'll start Bible school and so forth. But sometime during that week, I'll take the bus and we'll go to a station and, and get diesel fuel. Well, that was the plan. Well, it's amazing how sometimes plans don't always go the way that we plan. Yes, we made it to the church. We got everything set up. We're doing vacation Bible school. Things are going great. And it's like, okay, um, the next church we're headed to, um, Dr. Eileen Starr, was um, on staff at this next church, and she had come to this church to... Introduce herself and so forth, and say, "Hey, you know, you know, this next week you'll be at, at my church, um, where she was uh, on staff as the children's pastor." And so um, she had come and visit, and um, basically sat through Vacation Bible School that day. Just, I mean, she'd never seen us and do anything. But anyway, so um, afterwards, you know, she's standing around, and we're talking, and and I said, "Well, you know, this afternoon I'm going to um, go get diesel fuel and." You know, get the bus filled up because we're going to need a full tank you know, while we're up here. And well, anyway, so we go out in the parking lot and she's getting ready to leave. And I said, well, yeah, you know, I can't go yet because um, the bus has air suspension and you can't drive it until it builds up air pressure and that releases the brakes and everything. And so um, here, let me uh, jump in and, and just start this thing so it can be building up air pressure. Now, remember... I'm getting ready to go get diesel fuel, but I can't until it builds up the air pressure. So, a pastor from this church, St. Park, and Eileen and myself, we're standing there just talking, and one of them comments about, "Oh, look it! You can see the bus. It's 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 getting taller. It's raising up." And I'm like, "Yeah, see the airbags are filling up, and you know, and it's it's raising up, getting up off the ground." And so we're kind of standing there watching this amazing feat as this big old Greyhound bus picks itself up off the ground. And as we're watching it, the engine quits. Well, what's that all about? I mean, all it has to have is fuel and air, right? Right. Learn that lesson in toke. Do you suppose... No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> While we're sitting there waiting for it to build up air so that I can go get diesel fuel, it ran out. which Totally <laughs> ran. And that's when I learned that you never, ever want to run a diesel engine dry.
0: No, oh, that's
1: rough. And that's exactly what had happened. And so somebody, I don't know who it was, went and got like a five-gallon thing and of diesel and brought it back we dumped that in and and I hit the button and tried to start it and it just would not start would not start would not start and it's like my I can't keep cranking this thing the battery's gonna die and then we'll never get it started and so does anybody know anybody is you know could help us well I only know one person. And so I call Harold, <laughs> and I tell him, I says, yeah, I "Ran it out of fuel." And he's like, "Oh, I can't believe you did that! <laughs> you never want to run these things out of fuel. They're so hard to." He says, "You got to get that fuel from the tank all the way through that line that goes all the way from the, basically the middle of the bus clear back to the engine." He says, "They really don't have that great of um, a fuel pump that can suck fuel that far." So he says to try to get that fuel pump primed is gonna be really tough. So you're probably gonna to have to disconnect the fuel line at the at the fuel pump, uh, stick a hose or something into a, a bucket of fuel, and hopefully maybe you can get it to suck enough up in there and to at least get it started and then quick disconnect it and hook the fuel line back up and hope it runs long enough to and it's like you gotta be kidding. Wow. He says, um, "You know what most people do when they have a, a vehicle like that, uh, these older ones." He said they'll put an inline fuel pump that's electric. And he says, um, "If you had a way that you could do that, this would certainly be a good time." Now's he says the they time. don't <laughs> they don't cost that much. And he says you just put it in line, you know, right where the fuel line connects to the fuel pump. And it's an electric pump, but it has a lot of suction. And you hook it up to the ignition system. So when you turn the key on, basically, he says, you'll hear the pump kick in. He says, let that pump, you know, run for like 5, 10 seconds before you hit the button to start it. He says, if there's any um, void in the fuel, any air or anything in there, he says, that pump will, will suck enough fuel in there that'll push the air out and everything. He says, then they'll start right up. Well, okay. Well, meanwhile, Pastor had gotten on the phone to see what he could come up with for information. And um there was a guy there at the church that knew something about diesel engines. Well anyway, so he came over and um we tried starting it with the bucket and everything. Couldn't get couldn't get that fuel pump to suck enough fuel up in there. And he said, you know. A lot of times people that have these older vehicles will put an electric pump in. I say, yeah, I just <laughs> talked with the guy on the phone that said the same thing. He says, well, he says, this would be the best time to do it. He says, uh, we could spend a whole lot of time out here trying to get this thing running um, without that. But he says, um, he says I can put it in. He says, um, should be able to find one down here at the auto parts place. You know, everybody uses them. Well, anyway so he took off and came back uh, just a few minutes later with one of these electric pumps and in just a very short time he had it hooked up and yeah basically you turn the key and you hear the little pump kick in and it chatters away and let that do that for 10 15 seconds and hit the button and man that thing fired right up hmm. well we know that all we have in the tank is is five gallons and we've <laughs> We've dumped a lot of that on the parking lot and everything else now, (laughs) wasting things. So it's like, okay, the rest of you can stand around here and talk, but I'm on my way to a station to get some diesel fuel. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Anyway, so um, we ended up, uh, by the time the day was over, we did have a brand new full tank of diesel fuel that we figured would last us for, um, most of the time anyway, while we're there in Alaska. Well, anyway, so that uh, first Vacation Bible School kind of—we uh, had some memories uh, right there in the parking lot because of that. Uh, the next week, we we're over at Eileen's church, and it was a much larger church. And like I said, she was on staff there as children's pastor. And that ended up being a huge contact for us for many, many years. The church mm-hmm. also had a Christian school, and on later trips when we'd be back up there, uh, during the winter time, I'd be doing chapel and so forth uh, under the "just kidding," um, you know, doing the magic and juggling and so forth at the Christian school. We did vacation Bible school there um, on several occasions, and just a, an amazing church. Well, then we're going to head back out to the valley to um, <clears throat> to the church that I was. Uh, Thought I was going to be the assistant pastor of, (laughs) you know, when we uh, moved up there years before that and doing their vacation Bible school. Well, Harold and Dee Dee are still living up there and they are living in the house that we had started to build but never was able to finish and then ended up building their wooden tent. Where Harold and Dee Dee are living there now. And I mean, I'd been talking to Harold on the phone. When we were in Tok, I've talked with him now while we are in Anchorage. And, I mean, they've got a phone back in the woods here. And he's like, hey, when you get here, he says, I just plan on, on staying at our place while you're doing Bible school at church. And he says, um, while you're here, he says, we'll put new shocks on it. He says, um, a guy here at church is going to buy the shocks and uh, wants me to put them on. He says, we're going to put wow. new shocks all the way around. I remember it was the shock that had broken loose that had beat that fuel line to death. Yep. And anyway, so um, Harold says, just, just bring the bus to the house here. You know how to get here. And I'm like, Harold, you can't drive a bus this size <laughs> there. Yeah. I mean, the last time I was there was, you know, with a four-wheel drive vehicle, and I got it stuck. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Harold had since uh, put a a road in. I mean, they were living there and he had to have access and he had put a pretty decent road in. And he assured me that I could get the bus up to the house. And I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll give it a try. But I'm anticipating I'm going to get this thing stuck. But Harold assured me that he had a tractor and everything. And if I did get stuck, we could get it out. So it's like, okay, I guess... I'll see you when we get to your house. (laughs) (laughs) And I was absolutely amazed. We went to the church first and unloaded and and so forth. And the church was, like they had done before, going to provide housing for the teens that we had with us. But um, with your mom and myself and you and Karen, uh, the four of us are going to be staying in the bus, up on the Lazy Mountain property that we mm-hmm. started building this house at, <laughs> and we did get the bus up there and um, without any problems whatsoever, and not only got the bus up there, but turned it around, mm-hmm. basically in his driveway. <laughs> yep. You know, it was forward and back, forward and back, forward and back a few times, but we got it turned around and and parked there on the side of the mountain, uh, right in front of. Um, uh, the house that I'd started building. Well, Harold had finished the house and it turned into a a really nice place. And so that's where we're going to spend the week. Like I said, Harold put the uh, shocks on while we're there. And all right, I'll go ahead and tell this part now. We were wondering whether we'd get this far or not. But remember, we've got this bus that we need to turn into a motor home. Mm -hmm. And... We got the sink put in with using the, that hacksaw blade, <laughs> but it still was lacking several things. And um, Harold had a an old travel trailer sitting there. And he says, Sheldon, let's go out to this travel trailer, and if there's anything in there that you need, just go ahead and pull, pull it out. He says, um, this travel trailer is never going to be used again. It's just sitting here. And has been for quite a while. And I'm like, well, Harold, what's the story behind it? Where, where'd it come from? How'd you get it? You know, what do you use it for? What did you use it for? And he told me the story how um, uh, he and his family had gone tent camping up towards Fairbanks, staying in a campground. And in the middle of the night, here's a big explosion And so Harold goes running out to see what's going on. Well, the people that had parked in the campground right next to them had this travel trailer. And it was getting a little chilly in the middle of the night. And so the husband um, decided he's going to get up and light the furnace. And so the furnace was right inside of the door. And so he's standing outside... Uh, has the door open. He's leaning inside trying to get the furnace to light. When the thing blew up. Mm. The propane had built up inside the, the trailer. And when he lit the match or light or whatever he was using. The trailer exploded. It did not catch on fire. But the whole thing blew up like a balloon. Ripping all the seams And so forth, basically ripped the the roof off and it just went a big kaboom, but it blew all the, blew it apart. Well, that's when Harold shows up. The guy is burnt. He's laying there in the, in the, um, yeah, in the campground right outside the trailer. And he's saying, my wife is still in there. So Harold sticks his head in and yells to her, you got to get out of here. And she says, I can't. I'm not dressed. He says, I don't care if you're dressed or not. You got to get out (laughs) of (laughs) here. So here it is, the middle of the night. They're just south of Fairbanks. And this lady's, you know, trying to find something to cover up with or whatever to get out. And her husband's got all these burns all over him. So um, Harold contacted the 911. And they came in with an ambulance and everything and ended up um, uh, air vaccing the guy in a helicopter uh, to the hospital in Fairbanks. So meanwhile, uh, Harold's there with the guy's wife and so forth and his family, and so they went on to Fairbanks and um, uh, took the wife up there. Then uh, the next day or so, and anyway, so Harold's talking to the guy. He's in a room. They've, you know, had him all bandaged up and everything. Lots of burns, and Harold asking him says, um, "So what do you want done with that trailer?" And the guy's like, I never want to see it again. He right. says, if you want it, you haul it out of there and it's yours. And so Harold had hauled it back to Palmer <laughs> and up on the mountain there. And so here's yeah. this trailer sitting there that he says, if there's anything in there you want, you yeah. And it did, t- did not take me long to realize I don't want the furnace. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're right. <laughs>
1: yeah, you know, we didn't have a water heater so I'm saying yeah we'll take the water heater that'd be nice to have a water heater in the bus and we took a few other things uh, light fixtures and so forth and those end up did going into the bus but um, I did not take the, the furnace that stayed right there so um, again God is providing uh, for us to turn that thing into a motor home a decent place to live and all those parts didn't cost us a thing so I think maybe before we do any of uh, the camps or um, any more vacation Bible schools here in Alaska, let's park this thing and rest for a while.
0: <laughs> no, it's, it's just hearing these stories and reflecting on on like this is a, your, I don't even know what number of trip to Alaska this is, but obviously you've lived there and you've uh, twice now, and now you're up um, doing vacation Bible schools and and it's all of these connections that you've invested in over the years, you've built all these relationships uh, over the years, and now they're they're kind of coming back to kind of allow you to really expand and continue the ministry in new and different ways. It's kind of it's exciting to see how when we first started this journey, there there weren't any relationships to come back to; everything was brand new. But now that you're a few years into this, um, you've got some relationships to draw on and. And it's exciting to see. And it's exciting to hear how those relationships just continue to to go. And I know for our friends hanging out with us, um, they're going to hear a lot of these names again and again because those uh, are just deep friendships.
1: God's family is really a a unique family. And your Christian brothers and sisters um, will become some of your dearest friends if you'll allow them to. Yeah, and I've said, uh, in fact, I was telling someone earlier today, God's got some rotten kids. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're all saints in our own respects, but um, uh, sometimes um, our sainthood doesn't quite show through. And so, yeah, you're going to find, uh, you know, some other Christian believers that maybe, um, you know, have some difficulties with. But uh, all in all, God's family is a close-knit family. And you can build some real close relationships. And and yes, that's exactly what happened over the years. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic.
1: All right, White, well, let's uh,
0: park it here and we'll we'll come back next week.
1: Hey, this is Grandpa Wisely. You know, common sense... Is a flower that don't grow in everybody's garden.